Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to be. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. So and that is what we are on today. Tomorrow is Sunday. It's Father's Day. And I think I have never given my husband his props for... Uh, on Father's Day, maybe it's a legacy of my dad who would never get my mother anything for Mother's Day, a woman who bore him nine children, but based on the theory that she wasn't his mother. I was like, you know, <laughs> my dad was one tough customer. But uh, my husband, I, you know, he was definitely, when we got married, my family, who have a lot of uh, opinions, didn't know what to make of him. He's kind of hard to read. So when our first child was born, it was really the most, uh, in the heart, really the hardest moment of my life up to that point, because he was my son was born unexpectedly with Down syndrome. So for me, I had like almost no thoughts. I was just descended into a black hole immediately. But my husband was sitting behind me, and I, I, I did have one thought squeaked through like this guy could have picked any you know i'm sure he had many options of who he wanted to marry everybody does you know maybe but he married me and this is what i delivered i was super bummed and i i was afraid to look at him i looked at him and he was a little choked up <laughs> and i i said you know i don't know how i even choked out words i said you know what are you thinking and he said i couldn't believe it he said he works for the Texas Rangers at the time. He said, I was at the baseball game recently and I saw on the Jumbotron a dad with his son and his son had Down syndrome. And I thought, that's the kind of dad I want to be. And now I have the chance. I couldn't believe it. You know, for him to say that, you know, I was really at the bottom, the depths of my soul. And he's absolutely lived up to that since then. He has absolutely, he loves it. He never was sad about it or anything. And I couldn't... <laughs> I didn't even have any, couldn't get dressed for three days. Like I was devastated. And this guy has always viewed it as an opportunity to be a great dad. And I have to say, having a child with Down syndrome, you think it's all bad, but it has been really absolutely a positive experience for us. So there's my, uh, you know, uh, sometimes you just don't see the real uh, examples close to home of, uh, truly fine fatherhood. So happy Father's Day to all of you. I'm sure you all know somebody who is a fine example of fatherhood. So have a good good weekend. Now we go back to the crazy craziness that, that we are experiencing in our country, in our body politic right now. The big news of the week was the congressional baseball practice 
where a shooter managed to get off 60 or 100 shots. 20 Republican congressmen were there. Uh, you know, it makes me scratch my head. I've got some great calls. I'm going to take your calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Uh, we had a call before, though, from David, who pointed out that we have had some very base political discourse in our history and that it really was marked by a pause during the censorship years, uh, during when Hollywood was censored and uh, that kind of thing, and that maybe we're just returning to that. But Binkley, Binkley, my producer here and I were talking during the break, and you had a different view. What's your What was your kind of response to that thought? Well, that kind of vulgarity was political smearing and that does happen to you know a certain uh, extremes but you're talking it, about what david's example in case people yeah. missed it david's example was was it andrew johnson was he saying that one of the jackson oh andrew jackson really uh that there was they talked about having um the wife had had a mexican divorce and they that they i guess considered it invalid so he was a bigamist and she was a prostitute yeah and that was the kind of base uh, right discourse, and you're saying that that is different from today, where we just have people s- uh, hurling profanities at each other and fists, you know. Right. Well, it does. It didn't become. It doesn't usually become a social norm. What's happening today is that the vulgarity is becoming a social norm. So you're talking that that was just mudslinging, yellow journalism kind of stuff. Yes. In that realm, and it wasn't. Uh, it, there wasn't an intentional, right. uh, broad, long ranging propaganda campaign that was spreading vulgarity to become a social norm in the masses. Yes, and I will say the censorship thing ended decades ago. So the fact that this seems to have happened overnight, I mean, I flagged it when Vicente Fox said that thing, February 2016. I mean, I that was one of my greatest all-time what-to-watch-out-fors. Yeah. I have a little hashtag hashtag WTWOF and I try to oh this is definitely a psyop you know they would never have done this if we weren't going somewhere and it di- almost always does go somewhere but this is a biggie I didn't see it going this far but yeah I consider this to be absolutely uh, if in many cases manufactured otherwise provoked but I want to know what you think 404-872-0750 1-800-WSB-TALK I am going to James in Atlanta hi James you're on with Monica how you doing, Monica? Good. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Uh, this thing, this thing has a false flag written all over it. I mean, you you expect me to believe that some senior citizen came from Illinois, all the way from Southern Illinois, all the way to Washington D.C. area, Northern Virginia. He has uh, an M16, which he doesn't know how to. A novice with that caliber and and that gun. Even if he missed, he couldn't miss. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Uh, this thing, this thing doesn't make sense. It's, it's too clean. Uh, yeah, um, and he yeah, went up to it, a couple of Democrats the day before, saying, "Oh, we're we're the Republicans." <laughs> you know, yeah, that was weird I'm, to me. I don't know if you heard that. Like, he actually approached other congressmen. And I've been to what? Washington. I've protested. I've tried to get my uh, my two cents into congressmen. They're hard to find. Right. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying. There. How would he? How was he able? to find out where they were playing baseball at. Okay, now they're saying he has a list in his pocket of six people that uh, from the Freedom Caucus. Now, if you believe this guy was a lone, lone wolf and he pulled this off by himself, you got to be kidding yourself. This yeah. guy was a fall guy, okay? This was sent, in my opinion, 
They're getting ready to impeach Trump. They have, I think, Rod Rosenstein, Comey, and Mueller are in cahoots together. This was sent as a message to Trump's strongest supporters in the Senate and the Congress, the Freedom, the, the, the freedom Caucus. Yep. If you don't go along with us, because we get ready to impeach him, if you pose any opposition to us, we're gonna, we're, we're something's gonna happen to you. James, slow down. I got it. I got to get into this with you. I am with you. The guy stood behind the dugout and started shooting like that. And uh, I, I can't, I did not actually dig in. A lot of times you can get in there and look at the details and they clearly don't make sense. And I just thought it was all, I even started to investigate the guy who had the homemade video on the floor, you know, as yeah. uh, Noah Nathan or something. And, you know, I just was like, I don't even believe that. <laughs> so, right. I mean, you know how hard it is to find congressmen. So just by dumb totally. luck. 20 of them there. And these guys are notorious. Like, I've read many times when you read about the power elite, what, like, physical cowards they are. That's why they always dodge the draft. I don't know. You know, that's a generalization. But I don't think they're taking any chances. But I, but I want to challenge you on something in that I don't, like, the Freedom Caucus, Trump has overtly attacked the Freedom Caucus. I think... I don't. I don't think Trump is for real. You think Trump is really this? Like, I think. Yeah. I think Trump is the real deal. I think they are in the process of Trump will be. And I'm telling you, Trump. They're going to. They're going to charge Trump with obstruction of justice. He might, but I it's think already, that he's the WWE villain. I think he's. You know what I mean? I think he's playing a role. Whether he knows it or not, I don't think he cares. I think he'll end up not going to jail with a legacy for his children and more money than he started out with. No, they don't want him to go to jail. They just no. want they they want to they want to impeach him, and they also want to create an environment that's saying, "Well, chaos, where everything is going crazy." If Trump wasn't, you know, Democrats are fighting Republicans, he's creating it. They they want to put it in the public that he's creating chaos, and I believe they tried to. That was a message because if they really wanted to take somebody out, they would have used somebody more 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 professional. You know, I, I believe that was a guy that they just got. They set up the story about he's some Bernie Sanders supporter, yeah. and they set up the whole narrative of that. They got this guy that didn't know his way around a, to use a weapon, and and you know, and I don't know what they had on him and told him he had to do it. But I think that was more to send a message to the Republicans: if you don't go along with us in this, because we get ready to impeach Trump, if you don't go along with us, then then. Something's going to happen. To you. Well, I do. I do agree with you that this is a fishy story. Uh, the guy's uh, likely a patsy. I agree with that. I I disagree with the purpose of it. Now, I'm beginning to realize there are different layers of this stuff. So there really are people who are fighting it out, two different mobs fighting it out for the corners. But ultimately, above it all, I do feel like. The bigger picture here, the biggest purpose they're going to serve is to really lock down these representatives, that we are going to lose uh, all of our First Amendment rights, basically, as they attack even our ability to petition our the government to assemble effectively politically. I think this is an attack on the system overall. Uh, I want to get to more absolutely... Um, Mel, you're up next. Ron, after that, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Uh, you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. And next up, Mel's going to tell us why uh, people are asleep and we are headed to one-party rule. Can't wait to hear what he has to say. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750, WSB.
Partly cloudy with isolated storms tomorrow, a high of 88 in the forecast. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. Uh, and I am going to Mel and Canton. Mel, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Doing good. My thought on this is we're under one party rule and people are asleep and cannot see this. It is the WWE. It's a big show. Um, you know, both sides play um, the villain. But the people are asleep and don't see this. They all report to the one, all the globalists. You know, it's the globalist clothes that they're all trying to get us to. And they want the discourse. Um, they want a civil war. If you've read, uh, read any articles this week online, anywhere, everybody's had an article of, are we headed to civil war? Which I find very interesting that, you know, one part, person starts that article, everybody starts that article. That's interesting. And- I want to interrupt you for just a second, and then I'll let you finish. Last year, I was talking about that with this black versus blue thing. Black Lives Matters, the cops, you know, there was all that seemed to be marching us towards civil unrest. And now it's the kind of alt-right deplorable thing, which I think I might have even flagged that, too. Like, I just, I saw this movie... Um, hell or high water and i said oh no the despised minority is now going to be no the redneck or whatever i don't know so i i see what you're saying this whole civil war theme it comes in different packages but it keeps coming forward keep talking right and and paul is you know they're pushing people they're pushing different groups um they want this to happen they want the discourse and people are not smart enough to realize that if we stand as a nation they can't pull this stuff if they divide us they can destroy this country and that's exactly what they want. Yes. And, and, and people are asleep and just cannot see that. They want the civil war. Right. And you know what I'm seeing are a couple of themes that, that both sides are always pointing to. Last year, it was this federalizing the police. You can't count on your local police. They're racist. We need to have federal police. And now both sides, you're not hearing it very loudly, but I'm hearing it because I'm tuned into it. Both sides are talking about federal oversight or federal guidance or whatever on elections so that even nobody talks about this except for me. Trump passed an executive order, signed an executive order looking at how how elections can restore faith in the system not even be real but restore faith in the system that was an executive order look it up uh very interesting it is pointing us all to that same centralized control uh i am gonna take a break but then i want to talk to ron who wants to know what triggered the trigger man that's gonna be interesting and sean who i think thinks i need or want a tinfoil hat so i hope you guys stay on i want to share your thoughts with the audience 404-872-0750, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, or you can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez, on News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB. I am the Libertarian Voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. We are talking about the congressional baseball practice shooting. They're going to have to come up with a better name for that. I think Wiki wants to call it the Alexandria shooting. And I think normally I look at these events as kind of what you see is what you get. That they, not so much that it's just exactly what they tell you the official narrative is, but more like launched, I would say, by Trump's uh, inaugural speech of his campaign in 2015, 
where he said that some of the immigrants are rapists and some of them are nice people. I feel like that's when, uh, and like Megyn Kelly, when she was in the debate with him saying he called Rosie a fat pig or something like that. Uh, and, and then it went on from there, and I saw this pattern emerging. I knew that Trump would be re- blamed for it, even though the media, especially CNN, I noticed, really indulged it. And uh, I remember those Project Veritas videos from James O'Keefe that CNN played them uncensored, and they had profanity in it, and they, uh, CNN interviewed some gal at a protest uh, during the campaign, and let her use profanity and didn't bleep it out. And I know they can if they want to. The Wall Street Journal actually printed an article where they quoted someone who used profanity. They didn't comment on it or anything. They just printed a profanity. It was weird. So I noticed that this was coming. And my, you know, one of the big picture goals of this, in my opinion, is to really reduce our level of discourse. That these, this is just, you know, there are people out there in power or who influence institutions and the media and stuff who are have these social engineering concepts and some of them are just a base like Zbigniew Brzezinski wrote a book or commissioned a book for the trilateral commission called the crisis of democracy and it said how do we kind of neutralize people's power we can't really tolerate these protests we need to make sure everybody belongs to an institution on which their livelihood depends, a union, uh, a university, a corporation, where they really don't have a say, but they're going to go along because that's how they're, where their bread is buttered. I find this to be a similar phenomenon where, in this particular case, it's going. they can use this as an excuse to lock those guys down. Even when Trump talks about the media, I'm not even going to have press conferences anymore. That's cute because, you know, he has this battle with them. But when it's, you know, for the next 100 years, when we have no access whatsoever to these super powerful people in our government because he set a precedent to lock it down, that I think is it has to be read in that bigger picture, and I don't know where he gets these ideas and why he says these things, but I feel like it is part of this uh, um, a deliberate, systematic uh, project operation that they are animalizing us, taking dumbing us down to like a new low. And that it's significant. So I want to know what you think. I'm sure that's controversial. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me, at Monica Perez Show. I am going to go to Ron in Canton. Hi, Ron. You're on with Monica. Hello, Monica. Hi, Ron. Yeah, my my big problem with this shooting is the shooter itself. He's 66 years old. I'm 65 years old. I know who I am. I don't have to listen to a talking head on the news or the radio to know what I think about anything. You know, I mean, yeah, I completely get you. Yes. I think that's an interesting point. Like where this guy, I remember that, uh, no, that happened to me a lot younger than I'm not in my sixties and I'm already, I'm just being a mom has done that to me. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I can think this through. That's why I was disgusted at Senator Gillibrand she got up and was making a speech and she used the F word against Trump a couple of times. And then she said, oh, you're a younger crowd. I'm told it's OK. 
And I'm like, really? Oh. You need somebody to tell you what you can and can't say? And you think it's okay? Like somebody tells you what to say, that it's a younger crowd, that it's okay for you to then be this example, this profane, undignified uh, model for them? No. And it just, it seems completely out of place. And yeah, I think a mature adult is not a snowflake triggered by whatever. Good point. Well, this guy's 66. He's no snowflakes, that's for sure. That's what I'm saying. But he's, but his behavior, his, he's acting like a snowflake. Although we had that caller earlier who said he defriended his mom on Facebook because of her infantile anti-Trump posts. Oh, and one other caller brought up the fact, like, where did they even know where the con- congressional people were? Yes. It was in the New York Times. <gasps> really? Yeah. See, that's I remember I'm from Rockland County, New York, and there was a time a couple of years ago when the Journal News, which was the local newspaper, published the gun registry. So it said the names and addresses of everybody who had a gun. And then there was the spate of robberies because people wanted those guns. And can you imagine? It's really inviting trouble. You, If everybody's robbing the people with the guns, something's what could possibly go wrong? You know, like, uh, it's just kind of irresponsible of them. And it's I so, think, yeah. I, I don't see how they could even think that would be a good idea. Why even do it? Yeah, exactly. Unless you're trying to stir up trouble. I think they're trying to stir up trouble. That sounds right to me. I want to thank you so much for the call, Ron. I want Binkley, my producer here, you've got some thoughts on this, I know. One is you thought maybe Indivisible. Indivisible is an organization that is trying to recreate the Tea Party. But the Tea Party, when I witnessed its inception and my mom was in it and I marched as a Ron Paul supporter uh, against... Obamacare with those guys kind of shoulder to shoulder, not like in the same bus, but <laughs> libertarians don't take bus <laughs> group bus tours of DC to protest. We all kind of <laughs> straggle in on our own. But um, so indivisible, like sends out kind of flyers, bulletins, your talking points. When you call your congressman, they really, they set people up for this, right? They give people word for word scripts. They tell them where and how to contact and, and basically, provoke their congressman on a weekly basis. Contact your congressman. Here's how to do it locally. They, they tell them everything to do, what to say. And didn't you say, um, I thought, a couple of things that you were telling me about. You're my, you're my guy on the Ossoff election that you really have dug so deep. I mean, some of the stuff you've come up with about uh, the deep state ties of Ossoff's father, like, actually worries me. Like, you, know, you don't yeah. want to be the only guy saying stuff. But the people can listen to our Propaganda Report podcasts on PropagandaReportDaily.com. But you were saying that uh, was it who you said that there was an absolutely like Charlie Hebdo level profane obscene picture being uh, against Karen Handel being circulated. What's the story there? Yeah, I think it was last week, and it was in a neighborhood in Roswell. Like 400 homes got flyers that depicted Karen Handel in a sex act with Donald Trump. Oh, my gosh. And this guy said, are we even, see, I don't even know if we're allowed to say the seven words that we're not allowed to say anymore, like George Carlin's seven words. When I started on the radio, they were like, yeah, just watch that 
George Carlin skit. Like those are the those are the words you're not allowed to say. Yeah. I'm like, really? That seems a little haphazard. But this guy, weren't you saying that this shooter said the B word called Karen Handel? Yeah, the Republican. He B? posted about her and he called her that Republican B, and he said, you know, she wants people to work for slave wages. <laughs> Vote blue. It's right for you. Yeah, and so he's a he member of Indivisible. This catchy slogan in. Uh, anyway. All right. So very interesting back stuff. Thank you. I want to get to Sean in Lithonia. Hey, Sean, you're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Um, well, thank you for asking. Um, I really wasn't necessarily saying you needed a tinfoil hat, uh, really, unless you believe most of the stuff that that guy was saying. But uh, I've listened to you quite a few times before. And you've always seemed to be a level-headed individual, so I don't necessarily think that uh, you need the tinfoil hat. But that that guy, the first guy, James. Let me preface my statement that I didn't listen to three o'clock hour. I just got in the truck, but uh, no, I wasn't I, talking I, about the false flag. I, I'm open to it, but I was not. Uh, James was talking about it. Okay, but this guy, I mean, he's full on uh, tinfoil hat. I mean, because I mean, how, all these things that he's trying to say are. That, that's just full-on conspiracy theory. I mean, so, because- but, but do you think that there aren't people behind the scenes who use their money and power to do stuff that they that that Fox News and CNN do not report on? Like, there don't you think there well, is it that they draw the line on events? Uh, I do, but I think yeah. Yeah, people like that's something new, though. That's something that's been going on. I mean, if you go back, I'm a student of history. I have a degree in history. And if you go back even to Lincoln, they, that's that was. I just thought Lincoln. That that's why Lincoln uh, was killed because uh, of of what he was trying to do to the South. That, yes, and the yes. To be back then, who are supposedly uh, the ancestors of the same powers to be now. But it's yes, really was it not Sean? I have to chime in. John Wilkes Booth, right, was the guy who supposedly killed Lincoln, and yeah. Uh, isn't Claire Booth loose? Wasn't she the of the time? Time Magazine family, and I believe it's the same family. Uh, I believe you're right. Yeah, interesting. So, dude, you're you're saying that the conspiracy theories go too far when when I mean they have they've been doing it for 150 years. They have to be getting super great at it, and it's the media and the politics together. I mean, with their guns. If you really want to look at if you want to look at everything that bad and anything that good that has happened in the United States since let's just say since. Uh, reformation, where we reformed after the Civil War. Um, if you look at it, you can always find... Talk about What? So, Sean, I, mean, I missed you. Something happened. Did you get another call? You got completely bleeped out. You have like 10 seconds to say that again. I'm sorry. No, I mean, if you, if you look at everything... I, like I said, I'm a student of history. If you look back at everything good and everything bad that has happened in the United States since we reformed after the Civil War... Yeah. Somebody is linked to these 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 ten or twenty families that they talk about. Dude, bring it! I love what you're saying. I cannot believe that that, that you would, um, you know, reject the conspiracy theory. I I mean, I don't reject it, but I mean, it's just it. it, it I don't. I you can't don't jump to that Steve conclusion with everything. Okay. I don't believe Steve Scalise shot himself just so he could. Uh, or somebody <laughs> shot Steve Scalise yeah. just to, because he's a friend of Trump. If they were going to do that, they should just take out Trump. That's the, that's the person that's, that's causing them all the problems. Yeah, I do disagree, although I was talking to Binkley at the break, and, and he thinks it's completely reasonable, but I don't think that that's 
James's interpretation of what was really going on is true. But I do wonder how this guy got there. I just, it's not, I don't believe the story. 100% what you see is what you get. I, I am not there. But uh, but I'm more interested in the bigger picture anyway. The tactics, I think, are a diversion. It gets people to like look at the truthy stuff, and it keeps you from looking at the big picture. And really, the big picture to me right now is ticking off one by one our Bill of Rights. It's getting rid of all of the of our guarantees against uh, a uh, a tyrannical government. That's what I'm worried about. Uh, lots more calls after the break. Thank you, Sean. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. 85 outside the studio. Skies are mostly sunny. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate Heating and Air. And we are talking about this congressional baseball shooting. And I'm going to Robert in Atlanta. Robert, you're on with Monica. Why, thank you. Can you hear me? I sure can. What you got? All right, very good. Well, my my thought that when I believe the gentleman's name was Ron was saying he was sixty six, and that he's able to think for himself. <laughs> I, I'm sixty five, and there are so many people our age that are, they have blinders on, and they're they're unable to think for themselves. So his when he made the comment that all of us that are this age can think ourselves. He needs to look at his neighbors because they're, they, these people are just, they're not able to do anything without somebody guiding them. And that's, the, I, he, it stirred me up when he, when he was saying, yeah, all it's of this, us that at this point are yeah, able that's, to think. A good point, and I've noticed that. Like, I, I noticed it particularly when my mind broke free from some baloney. I, I learned my whole life in education and being educated about sociology and psychology, particularly, where they almost serve to disconnect your thoughts from the experience of your day-to-day life. It's like, I remember my father would teach me, you don't want to have welfare because if people can get welfare, they don't want to work. But then sociology or psychology will teach you, no, no, they have a sense of pride and they they will work anyway. And you're like, really? Okay, I guess. But it seems like you would just not work. So I noticed that uh, that the, that kind of stuff will disconnect you from being able to just think through what you see in front of you. So sorry, I had such a short segment. Super sorry, Robert. I got to take a break, but I'll get, come right back and we can keep talking about it. 800-WSB-TALK. You can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. 